silhouette standing a few feet away from them on the sandbar. You again, said Greg. Why do you want us to get out of here? There's danger, the boy answered. There's going to be a flash flood. When? asked Dylan. Soon. How do you know? I know. The boys found the kid weird, real weird, almost zombie-like. His lips hardly moved when he talked, and he spoke in a whispered monotone. He had a glazed, faraway stare, and he never made eye contact. Also, his face seemed drained of all color. Just who are you, anyway? asked Greg. I'm Bobby Randall. Why are you all wet? I fell in. You ought to get those wet clothes off, said Greg. You must be freezing. Do you live far from here? I came from the cabin in the big boulder. Suddenly, they heard a whining sound. The reel on one of the poles that had been resting on a Y-shaped branch in the sand was spinning crazily. Hey, Greg! yelled Dylan. There goes your fishing pole! A bass had hit the bait and was about to swim off with the pole. Greg ran into the frigid water, retrieved his pole, and then reeled in a two-pound bass. How's that for luck? he gloated. There's my fish story for the day. Looking around, he said, Hey, where's that kid Bobby? Beats me, said Dylan, shaking his head. Man, that's one bizarre dude. You got that right, agreed Dylan. He glanced down at the footprints in the sand and then nudged Greg. This is really strange. How many sets of footprints do you see in the sand leading from the bank to here? Two, yours and mine. Right, so where are Bobby's? He couldn't have walked up to us from the water because we were facing the stream and we would have seen him. The kid has to weigh at least 70 pounds, which means he should have left some footprints in the sand. So how come we don't see any? You're freaking me out, said Greg. What do you say we get out of here? It's cold and starting to drizzle anyway. As they gathered up the gear, they heard Bobby's eerie voice for the last time. There's danger. Get out of here. They had no idea where the voice was coming from. With their poles and their fish in hand, they scrambled quickly up the steep ravine. As they neared the top, they heard a rumbling sound coming from farther up the creek. The noise grew louder and louder until it turned into a thunderous rampage. A deadly wall of churning water six feet high roared around the bend in the creek and swept over the sandbar, right where the boys had just been fishing. Bushes, shrubs, and small trees were torn from the roots as the raging water wiped out everything in its path. It's a flash flood, shouted Dylan. If we had stayed for a couple of minutes longer, we'd have drowned for sure. Before the boys had a chance to mull over their narrow escape from death, they saw a sickening sight. The seething torrent had snared Bobby and was whisking him downstream. With his arms flailing about, Bobby slammed into a boulder and disappeared under the water, surfaced briefly, and then was carried out of sight. We've got to help him, shouted Greg. We can't outrun the current, said Dylan. Let's get to that cabin over there. They raced to the house built into the boulder and pounded on the door. A bearded, balding man in his 40s with a frayed lumberjack shirt, jeans, and boots answered. Please, mister, pleaded Dylan. Call the police or the fire department or someone. Oh, a boy is drowning. He got caught in a flash flood. The man reeled for a moment as if the words had nearly knocked him out. A pained look creased his face. Please, mister, please call, cried Greg. The man snapped out of his trance, grabbed the phone, and called the sheriff's office. Sam, this is Harry. Some boys here tell me they saw a kid get swept away by a flash flood in Cooper Creek. Harry paused and shook his head when the sheriff told him he had just received a call from a fisherman reporting that a retaining dam had burst for the second time in two years. Harry choked up with emotion and slumped into his chair. 
I know, Sam. It's like we live in that nightmare. He hung up the phone as tears streamed down his face. He said his name was Bobby, Greg told Harry. And I think he said he lived here. Harry bounded out of his chair. What did you say? The boy, he said his name was Bobby. Bobby what? I don't remember, Greg said. Was his name Randall? Bobby Randall? He, yeah, that's it. What did he look like? Well, he was kind of skinny kid, about 10 years old, a short haircut, a yellow t-shirt. And jeans with bright red patches on the knee? Yeah, how did you know? You just described my son. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I, I sure hope he makes it. There was no way for Greg and Dylan to prepare for what happened next. Harry's eyes flashed with anger. He grabbed his hunting rifle and leveled it right at the two stunned boys. All right, you punks, he snarled. That is the meanest, dirtiest joke I've ever heard. If you know shame, no